Hey, folks, welcome to The Crude Life. We're going to get to the exclusive interview in just about 10 seconds. But first, I want to tell you about an American Energy Worker Special. If you go to MyPillow.com and insert the promo code OTIS, that's O-T-I-S, you can get an amazing deal right now on a six-piece towel set made with USA cotton for $39.99. It's a $110 value, yours for only $39.99 with the promo code OTIS. The six-piece towel set plus many other exclusive amazing deals at MyPillow.com. Just use the promo code OTIS. Please enjoy this exclusive interview. Okay. I'm Jesse Veter-Schofield, and I'm representing Walker City McKenzie County Tourism and the Best of the West Rib Fest. She's also, of course, a singer-songwriter, a writer, as well as a public speaker. Whether she knows she's a public speaker or not, <laughs> she can certainly put that on her resume as well. Uh, how are you today? Oh, I'm great. How are you? I'm Thanks doing excellent. Are you, are you out on the ranch today? I'm on the ranch, and we had a nice rain shower last night, so we're happy about that. It's been kind of hot, so I understand. We'll the rain we can get. I understand it's getting some, uh, yeah, some uh, wet weather out west, which is a very tough thing to say with all those W's, but also it's a good thing for the land. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So we have some happy cows today, I think. <laughs> Well, we've got the Best of the West Rib Fest coming up in Watford City on August 13th. Winona is going to be taking the headlining stage. Of course, she's not going to be ending because there's going to be an after party with uh, snake oil. And then, of course, the big band is going to be playing to open up for Winona. And all kinds of activities from uh, Mad Dog and Mural Television to Cornhole, uh, Bag and Bones to Cornhole uh, all kind of bouncy castles, and what exactly are you going to be doing there, and what's going on? <laughs> sure, I have been helping fest since I moved back to the ranch about ten years ago. So I've really been able to see this this event grow. Just, I mean, by leaps and bounds, especially with the way that our community is growing. So I am there to assist the Watford City Chamber of Commerce, <laughs> run up and down the street, put in a lot of miles. Um, and then help promote the, the event um, in any way I can. So we have so much going on um, from the kids zone where they have, like you said, bouncy houses to lunch on the street starting at noon. We'll have a side stage of music starting around 1.30 after um, we have Meryl and the, the grilling show, the Midwest grilling show, which is something we added, just added a couple weeks ago. So I think... Um, you know, we this event just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and a lot of people want to be a part of it. They want to be on the street um, cooking ribs or or meeting their neighbors and flow in any way I can. But we are really excited about Winona. She it was I've been listening to her since I was just a little kid, and my mom's when they she was with her guts and and so it's been it's kind of a really exciting moment for me personally to have her in my hometown so we'll be assisting her and making sure she has a a good time here in Watford City. I I knew you grew up with a lot of the old country uh, so I was going to ask you if if Winona was all influential in in, in your music career. (laughs) She's a queen to me 
you know, I grew up listening to a lot of folk music because that's what my dad played. But then, of course, you know, I grew up in a time out here in western North Dakota where we only had, like, one rock station and one country station. And they were playing the Judds and Winona on that one country station. So I know all the words to her songs. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Very excited for it as well. Of course, they're going to be uh, Mad Dog and Miro is going to be recording their uh, America's Grillin television show. Uh, over a hundred affiliates, I think it was one hundred thirty-four television affiliates, as well as available on Amazon and Roku. Those sticks, you know, those sticks. You can just get one of those sticks and then get a show right on it, ready to go on demand. So they're on that as well. And I just got done talking to them, and they're going to be recording a show. Four. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it airs in Fargo where I'm at right now three times a week and all kinds of different things. So this is exciting. This is really exciting. It's it's a good fit for them. I mean, for their Midwest Grilling Show, of course, to be on Main Street, Watford City in the, you know, the heart of Americana here, small town USA at a rip set. Like, it all makes a lot of sense. And we're really excited to host them. Uh, They'll be, you know, doing a kind of a Today Show style cooking show where they'll cook up three different uh, items while the crowd watches and um, and we'll be there to kind of promote and, and help talk about Watford City and showcase our beautiful community. So we're ready for them um, and we're excited to have that opportunity to host them here. Ribs and fixins, of course, vendors. There's going to be a classic car show as well or maybe it's going to be more than just classic car show but it's, it's going to be... Yeah. Car- yeah, and then... Um, What's the legendary Smiles Kids Zone? Is that is that the bouncy castles and just kind of an area dedicated to the kids? Yeah, we have an empty lot on Main Street that we always use to do kids things. So last last weekend at Home Fest, we had um, face painting and bouncy houses and some kids games and things. We'll do the same thing at Rib Fest. So the bouncy houses are always like a hit with kids and families. And then free face painting as well, which is, of course, the line their lineup of kids. It's a young community in Watford City. You know, our average age is like 34, which is totally different from the Watford City I grew up in. So you see a lot of these young families and they come out with their children and this type of event really brings them out to enjoy one another. And, and um, yeah, we have to we have to pay attention to those kids, keep them occupied and, and make sure they have something to do. So. You mentioned your father and so... This is an oil and gas centric program. Of course, everybody's welcome here at the Crude Life. Everyday energy for everyday people. But your your dad is a little bit of a celebrity in the oil and gas community. Uh, talk, talk, you know, just m- mention to the listeners out there your dad's impact in the oil and gas community. Mister Gene Veter of economic development in Watford City for years. Yeah, he's been. No, he's semi, I say semi-retired, my dad, because he he recently retired from his role as the county commissioner, um, but he was working as economic development, and, and he was the tourism director in, involved in that um, for over 20 years, close to 30 years, so when I was growing up, this community looked a lot different than it did now, and his role was to create the narrative and, and create opportunities for businesses to come into McKenzie County and Watford City and be successful and to find those people who could work you know and 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 start and have families and be a part of this community and be successful so he has a long history 
uh, in this community, community, of course, he was born and raised here, grew up on a ranch where I'm raising my kids. He's just down the road. We run cattle together and, and sing together. Um, but I've helped him in, in some of the work that we're doing together in community development. And when the oil and gas industry started back up about 10, 12 years ago, he was right on the forefront and making sure that we were making the right decisions for Watford City and Mackenzie County so that we could thrive and, and welcome people into our community and make them feel like it was a home and a place that they would stay and that they would bring their families. So he'd be the first to say it was a big team effort, really great leadership we've had in Watford City and Mackenzie County. Um, and I think we're seeing the benefits of that now um, as our as things have sort of leveled out and, and our housing issue is under, more under control. We have a lot of new um, infrastructure in place, uh, even in the last 10 years that I've been here. I can't believe what's changed. And, and he's had an integral part in it, but we've had some great leadership along the way to get us here. So we're really proud of it. Well, I like to tell people, too, because, you know, people always ask me about the Bakken when we travel across the, the, the different shale plays from Wyoming to Colorado, Oklahoma, Texas, and even into Kansas. There's actually some activity going on. Um, you know, one of the things I do point out about the different leaderships, and this is not a knock on anybody, but it's more of a spotlight and a feature and a shine on Watford figuring out a way to navigate through some interesting times because, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of these companies, you know, they had Williston and Dickinson and, and other communities to choose from. There, there's, there's a lot of other communities yeah. to choose from. And for some reason, Watford City just really spoke to people. And I, I think it had a lot to do with your dad. I think it had a lot to do with uh, former Mayor Brett Sanford, who's now Lieutenant Governor. I think uh, the community just stepping up as a whole to say, hey, we're ready to be division. I can't even believe that you guys stepped up to be division one or class A in sports. <laughs> I, know, I, I mean, should we talk? We, can we talk about that? <laughs> you could. I mean, I run an arts organization here, so I'm not the best one to talk sports, but it sure, you know, I'm a class B kid and, and it is that changes things for everybody too. But dad always said when I moved back and, moved back to the ranch, you know, with my husband who was raised here right alongside of me. And um, there's some pillars of a community that you need to make sure that you have under control that shine. And schools are one of them. Your health care is the other. Your safe transportation um, is, is one as well. And then, of course, housing. So I was kind of in on that strategic plan um, where we were like, okay, this is here. There's people living in campers and trailers they're home you know kids who are essentially homeless um you know by definition and living here how can we make this place livable and desirable for them and the school system was one big focus of that strategic plan and then the quality of life was like you know underline 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 what does that mean it doesn't just mean you know it means great parks it means walking paths it means healthcare. It means jobs, 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 jobs. And that's what this is all about in McKenzie County. Bottom line, at the end of the day, if you have quality jobs for people, they will be here. And we can just, we have those. And then on top of it, we've invested in things like the Rough Rider Center and, and 
you know, the airport and, and the bypass and all of the things that you need to keep growing. Um, pretty much everything in Watford City is new here within the last five, ten years. So, you know, I grew up in a city where everyone lives and what everything looks like. And like, okay, hear about that coming in. Oh, that's coming in. You kind of try to keep your finger on the pulse of it. But, you know, if you're a local person in Watford City right now, you are definitely... And I feel local by being here, right? Now, if you've been in Watford three years, we call you local and we call you family, and we just decided to welcome everyone with open arms and definitely the approach our leaders took with it. And, and I hope people feel that way, and the ones who decide to stay, I think, really feel that way. Um, and that's why I've been so, you know, really invested in, in things like well, you know, the best of the West Rip Fest or the Arts Foundation that I run because these community events then put your money where your mouth is in terms of creating experiences for people. So not only are you creating, you know, this community in which they can have a good life, but what defines a good life? Well, it's the people that exist within the community. And so Rip Fest celebrates that. Home Fest celebrates that. All of these community events are so important in getting our neighbors together to celebrate the community in which they live. And so that's the bottom line with the Rib Fest. And then, of course, we want to welcome our visitors. We want tourists to come in and experience this great event in our beautiful Main Street and our Badlands and our lake. And, you know, we have a lot to offer in Mackenzie County and what I used to call the middle of nowhere. I think now that's changed the middle of everything, in my opinion. So I'm happy to be a part of a small part of helping promote this and welcoming people to Main Street on August 13th as part of that goal. Well, I think if it's going to turn into almost a week-long event eventually if the momentum keeps <laughs> going. Well, I, there, there is a lot to do. I mean, you got the, you got the Matahe Trail, of course, that, that people can go and spend a week on that easily. But just the amount of, you know, whether it be Outlaws or it be, is it the Little Missouri, you know, Teddies and just yeah. there, there's been so many things that have been added so that you've offered, you know, a balance of nightlife and daylife activities for people to really enjoy. And well, we even, say, yeah, small town hospitality and big city amenities and people start laughing. But I, I say that is so because we have annual hotels, restaurants, um, slow ride, just uh, in addition, like a Mexican restaurant to kill SNS Motors used to be, you know, we're really investing in these restaurants and have some entrepreneurial spirits that are, are making it a unique destination place. And that's the fun thing about it is we have these events, but then there's, like you said, more to do here. So there's, we want people to, yes, make a weekend out of it. Well, and you mentioned the lake, and of course you got the little, is it the little Missouri that runs through yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so you, right on the edge of the North Unit uh, National Park, Peter Roosevelt National Park, the grasslands, we have huge, you know, access to this beautiful grasslands. Um, if you're an outdoors person at all, uh, you mentioned the Matahage Trail, that's been, you know, the Nick and Lindsay Yabara's brainchild and their heart. They've really, a local couple who really invested in this 100-mile single-track trail through the Badlands that was there but not being maintained. And, and now we have these races and these racers that come from all over the world to 
the Badlands in the middle of nowhere to race these races or experience that track. And that's pretty unique um, in, in and of itself, not to mention that you have this community here that gives them the extra experience. So, yeah, there's a lot to do here. Well, let's see. We've got August 13th is the big date, and it's Rib Fest. What time does it start, by the way? Okay. So, yeah, we kind of went all over the place with the schedule, but everything that you want to know about Rib Fest is on WatfordCityRibFest.com. But most things open. It starts at um, 11 o'clock. Lunch is served by the vendors on the street. And so then we kind of engage the teams. We'll have about 20 rib teams, and those teams are cooking the ribs throughout the day with games and things. And then we have the Bones and Bigs Cornhole Tournament, which Cornhole is such a huge thing (laughs) now. People are coming from all over the place to compete in this Cornhole Tournament uh, hosted by the Parks and Rec District. That starts at 11 as well. Then we have our car and truck show throughout the day, our uh, kids zone throughout the day. And then really where you want to be is here about 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, the ribs are served to the public. So that's when you want to line up for the, you know, the booths boots to uh, get your first chance at the ribs. They do go fast. You know, this, this is the ribs. Have a, a seven people street. Those those ribs can go really fast. But we have other food on the street as well. Um, we have a backyard uh, barbecue contest that's this year. That's sort of a throwback to what Rib Fest used to be. In the 90s and early 2000s, where it was just our favorite businesses that grilled ribs on the street, and that's simply what it was, <laughs> and it's grown uh, exponentially since then, uh, 17 years ago, I guess it was, um, but ribs are served to the public at six. Um, music actually is starting on the big stage at 4.30 um, with Matt Ackery and the Dirty Little Secret. They used to be 32 below uh uh, the semblance of this 32 Below band that was a really popular uh, North Dakota band. And oh, they were I, my college. That was that was the yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the band. Them and Dirty Dirty uh, Dirty Word were the two bands. Dirty Word, yeah. 32 yeah. Below so and Dirty the, Word, yep. Those were the two bands. My college that. years, yep, yep. So. Yeah, so they'll really get the party started, and we're excited about that. And then with the um, addition of Winona. Her band, The Big Noise, will take the stage before her. They're a great band. So just, you know, in and of itself, The Big Noise would be great to come to see. Uh, but then, of course, Winona will come in right after them around 8 o'clock. So we are, like, so excited. Oh, I will mention the time. We did pick a time for the Midwest Grilling Show. That will be around at one Let's see, 1230 to 2. So if you want to be part of the viewing audience uh, when they record that show, we'll be down by the car and truck show at that time. And, of course, the after party starts after Winona's done around 10 o'clock, and that's um, snake oil is that as well. And for those people who are still up standing (laughs) for a variety of reasons, it's going to be a long day for a lot of us. But that's okay because it's a fun time. It's a community filled time. Is this event free? Did I have that in my notes right? Oh, my gosh. 
yeah, that's what's so cool about this is you get this national act, you know, Winona the Queen for free. And that's because of our generous sponsors and the work that the chamber does to secure those sponsors. So it's a free event for everybody. Um, and actually, if you're wanting to eat ribs, that's a pretty cheap deal, too, to get samplings of ribs so we do have a vip tent but that is all sold out at this time however i will mention we are still looking for rib teams so if your company is interested in grilling ribs and being a part of either the backyard barbecue contest or you only need two people um as a part of a team or if you want to bring out the big old grill and cook 200 pounds of ribs we'll take you we we sure could use you so now are are you performing at all are you doing anything on stage (laughs) We'll see. Not on the big stage. Um, I'm going to kind of man, help you man the side stage. And I think the side stage maybe do a set. There'll be some other local musicians there too, just for old times' sake. Well, (laughs) at least a song or two, right? I mean, something. I uh, think we'll do something. Yeah, maybe a five-man or five-woman acoustical jam or something like that. Who knows? There you go. (laughs) There you go. But you've got, uh, is it four or five albums? Oh my gosh, that's a good question. I'm just getting packed up to head to Montana for a music festival, so I sh- I'm really in that mode right now. But I have no original albums. And I just had one that I did called "Plain Favorites" that I'm touring on behalf of, and you know, of some of my favorite music I grew up singing and recorded that um, and released that last summer during the pandemic. So we're touring on behalf of that right now. And you were diagnosed with, uh, do you talk about this much? I'm looking at this on, on your website right now. I wasn't aware of this. What uh, What's going sure. on with this? Now, you, oh you, had, you, had, you had a form of cancer? <laughs> I did. Ugh. You know, this is the way I do things out here. <laughs> I'm a musician and was recording an album and sort of had an issue with my breathing. Uh, it was a long road to try to figure out what it was, but I was diagnosed with a big uh, cancerous tumor that blocked 90% of my airway and was an emergency sort of situation that sent me to Mayo really right after I finished recording the vocals on that album and big surgery to to remove that out of my airway and on the outside of my airway a big sternum surgery to get in there and take some of my um, airway out and put it back together and it was pretty rough um, especially during a pandemic um where you really had to stay safe and stay healthy and especially being a mom and a rancher and you know all the things I like to do but I came out on the other side of it now uh cancer free I'm up with uh, see my late last surgery was almost exactly a year ago so I'm still recovering in some sense of the word but back at it um and living life to the fullest I'd have to say it's been a very busy summer but it was definitely a scary uh pause in my life to take note of really real so I'm really fortunate to be here with uh today to keep doing the things that I'm doing and doing the things that I love so it's very interesting to me um as the interviewer because I'm a cancer survivor as well Mm, and The, the the path that you just mentioned was was very similar to mine, where I had a little bit of a different hiccup in there, but the uh, the, the abruptness and just how quickly it came and went, um, that's that's so surreal to think about, be, because when you think about the cancer survivors and the battles and the fight, it's a totally different. 
battle and fight than yes, I think what forever. a lot of people understand. It's, it's, yeah. it's not a chemotherapy battle. Right. It's not anything like that. It's a totally different, there's family and emotion and just trying to, uh, the, the, the immediate strength and the quick change of lifestyle, just everything is, is, yeah. it's, it's so much. And like for me, for example, uh, when they did mine, I, they diagnosed me stage four for three weeks. Oh, and and gosh. then, yeah, I know, geez. And then, of course, I'm a father. And yeah. so all you do is you think of your children. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, 100%. That's so, the scariest part about it. Mm-hmm. So when they diagnosed me for stage two, when I was downgraded or upgraded, depends on how you look at it, mm-hmm. uh, to, stage, <laughs> to stage two, uh, it, was, it was like emergency immediate surgery. Five days later, surgery cancer-free, okay, you know, quarterly, weekly updates, and then, you know, but I kept going, like, if I'm cancer-free, why am I keep going back to see if I have cancer? You know, that will be be my life for years to come. It definitely can come back. It's definitely something that is on your mind, but you have to develop some sort of mechanism so that you can kind of put one foot in front of the other, which I'm sure you have. developed over the years i'm not sure when you were diagnosed but yeah well it was, it was uh 2018 19 and then i my, mine was i had c diff i contracted okay. c diff and so i i ended up um on an iv with no food Ugh. and water for 18 days Oh my and uh, nobody could come into the hotel or uh, hotel. Right. I, I called it a hotel because for me, it felt like <laughs> it, you know, like oh, it. room service, <laughs> anyway, <Right>. um, <laughs> TV and all this stuff. But it was, uh, no, it was back then, this was pre-COVID, um, only nurses could come in and they had to hazmat suit up because C. diff is deadly and it almost killed me. Uh, mm. I, I survived cancer, but C. diff almost killed me. And so That's it was... That's crazy. I just... It's funny that you mentioned that because I just learned of a relative that was diagnosed and I didn't really know much about it. And that was just a couple of days ago I learned about it. That sound that sounds terrifying. And and it is like you know you know, you see these things happen to people on TV or you hear about it happening to someone in your community. This happened, my dad went through some serious serious things with his health and you don't really know what it's like until it happens to you and I just the way I got through it is learning from the people that took care of us and then trying to have a grateful heart about it and then knowing that if I made it through how then in those lessons from other people I could pay it back and know how to take care of the the people in my community that might need me and those moments where you're like, well, Oh yeah, well that's what that feels like. You know, I've been through those and cancer definitely was that for me. It definitely changes your perspective and perception on life without a doubt. And, um, (laughs) the other thing I wanted to ask you about this was the, the actual location of the cancer and the fact that you're a singer. Um, You know, there's there, there's the irony part of it, but also, yeah. do, do you know Shannon Kerfman? Mm-hmm. So Shannon Kerfman had cancer in her, her larynx too. Oh no! And twice, actually, she's had surgery on it mm-hmm. twice, I believe. And oh, my uh, gosh. Shannon Kerfman, of course, sings for Kid Rock as a as a female singer, and she's, she's an incredible vocalist. Totally yeah, blues blues guitarist, singer, all these different things. One of my favorite people, and uh, she comes on the show. About once a year when she'll do a show in the area, that sort of thing. Sure. And 
So we we actually I didn't realize she was a cancer survivor either. So we kind of caught up on hair a little bit on sure. it, but. Um, hers, I, I just thought that's odd that, you know, singers, when they, like I say, the irony behind it, it's like if a writer gets hand cancer, I guess. Right. You know? <laughs> so. Well, that's what, you know, Chad and I always joke about, you know, oh, we get in the ranching business and the cattle market goes to crap, or you get in the building business and wood prices go high, you know, it's just the timing and the weirdness of things. Um, but my location of this cancer was right at the intersection where my lungs connect or to one another, you know? So it was blocking, it wasn't in my throat. It was down in my airway down where my lungs connect. So, or where they separate. And it was blocking like a hundred percent of one lung and 80% of the other. So I really was talking and singing and jogging and chasing the kids with a breathing through a fingernail, uh, in my, of airway space left. So by the time I got to see a specialist, you know, I'd been suffering with it. They thought it was asthma. He diagnosed me in Bismarck and like with one look at me as I like, oh, you have a blockage. And then it was like, oh, you're a dead, dead woman walking, really. And that was really scary. Um, when I got to Mayo, then they had seen it a little bit more. So it wasn't as, you know, scary <laughs> because it wasn't as scary to them. But it certainly was like you're walking around thinking I'm going to be home. I'm going to a doctor's appointment and they're going to give me some medicine and I'm going to come home. Well, it went from that to like I'm not going to be home for five days and then you're going to have a major surgery. And just like you described it where you're fine, you're fine, you think you're fine, and then you're not fine. <laughs> and I'm just really lucky to be alive, honestly. Well, I was just thinking about it. So you, yeah, you were basically diagnosed with stage four in Bismarck, and then in Mayo they upgraded or downgraded you to okay, we can do surgery on this because yeah, they well, didn't. It was cancer necessarily? You know, it's kind of different. It was an adenoid cystic carcinoma, so it's a slow moving cancer that I think I was lucky to find that it, it presented itself in a way that was bothering me because I think these carcinomas, they'll get in your body and you won't know it until it's like, oh, we can't get it. Yeah. And it doesn't respond to um, chemo. It responds to radiation. Well, luckily, I didn't. they got it all. Otherwise, I would have had to have radiation on my, you know, in that area, which would have affected my voice. And mm -hmm. we didn't know if I could sing again or how it was going to go. And it could have gone a lot of different ways and it went about as well as it possibly could honestly oh without a doubt and you know lord works in mysterious ways i guess i uh, have a guardian angel definitely we do have one out here my dad's been in serious health dire health situations and i keep telling him like would you stop trying to die you're not very good at it <laughs> <laughs> so we really are grateful for your our health out here so that we can keep doing the things that we love to do and 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 with dad and and my community and my family in general, it is our community that we love. It's the ranch that we're raising. I was raised on and my kids are, are being raised on. And my mom has a business downtown Watford. They have social work in their blood. That's how my parents met. They really believe in taking care of the people, you know, in their community. And I think it's pretty, it's been incredible to be raised by these people that show you every day, you know, what it looks like to have passion. And I really just give them a lot of credit, and I hope that I can do that for my kids is show them every day what it looks like to have passion and to, to 
truly love something, and that is this community and this ranch and, and music and telling our story. So, JessieVeterMusic.com, if you want to check out more about her bio, buy some music, photos, blog. She's also a writer, syndicated columnist, as well as got some videos and shows. Other things available at uh, Jesse. Veter, two E's, Veter, actually three E's with in the entire thing, but <laughs> Jesse Veter, just how it sounds. Let's just put it that way. Music.com. We'll have some links at the website as well. But uh, in conclusion, we are here to talk about Ribfest, which is, it's, it's free to the public. Winona is the headliner. And uh, anything we missed, anything we want to make sure we mention as we kind of wrap up here talking about sure. the Ribfest, uh, you know, what, what, what are people expecting and, you know, what do we want to make sure people know? Well, go to WatfordCityRibFest.com for all of the information you could ever want about the event. Um, thank you big time to our sponsors. You'll see them on the website. There's too many to name, but we could not do it without the sponsors. And without Chamber, Watford City Chamber of Commerce, really backing this in the city, you know, and their, you know, city, all of the city employees that help block the Main Street off for a day, um, yeah, we just are so grateful to them. But we're looking for rib teams and vendors and all of that fun stuff. So you can still get involved, and we would love to have you involved. So. And by the way, I, I just want to, logistically speaking now, when you say block Main Street, you guys are actually, no nobody can drive, right? This is, this uh, is for no. people to gather. This is for people to gather. So that's another aspect of this. If you haven't seen it, and you'll see pictures, you can find us on Facebook too, Best of the West Rib Fest and Street Fair. But block off four or five, six blocks of Main Street, Watford City, where no one can get downtown other than walking. And when Winona plays, you'll have 6,000 to 7,000 people on that street listening to her music, uh, uh, flooding out the businesses and and it's really something to see. It's absolutely incredible. I think we're probably, I don't know another community that blocks off their main street in that way. Um, big of an event, um, you know, the, a community this size. So, you know, when I was growing up in Watford, the whole community was 1,200 people. You know, I graduated 2001. So for me, it gets me every time when I see that amount of flooding our main street it, it's absolutely incredible and it's really a unique event best of the west rib fest watford city august 13th and it's free to the public folks so we'll have to see all out there for judging competitions uh, a television show being recorded winona winona's a big band no the big noise big noise yeah Sorry, not the big band. It's a big band, but it's a big noise. Big noise, yeah. Boy, we even had a 32 below reference on here. Boy, boy yeah. we didn't leave any stone unturned we on this interview. <laughs> well, and also snake oil, you know, if you're really into hair bands, we encourage you then come bring your change of clothes up as 80s and 90s as you possibly can because that's what we like to see. So they put on costume changes. That's going to be really fun. And Snake Oil is they're like one of those uh, headlining cover bands, right? Where it's like yes. it's yep. like all the '80s and '90s music that everybody loves, and so it's like reliving the day. But they're 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 very good, very entertaining. They are great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's good a time. Good show. Oh, it's yeah. a, it's a perfect jukebox to have after Winona, right? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> a good eclectic little group, just like our community. You know, at one point we had. 
uh, com community members from all 50 states and 21 different countries. And I just think you see people of all backgrounds, shapes, and sizes in what little Watford City, and I just, we're so proud of that. All right. The challenge has been laid down because I was in the uh, parade, 4th of July parade in Earhart, Minnesota, population 624 people, <laughs> and there was an Alaska license plate at the Earhart 4th of July parade, so the gauntlet <laughs> has been thrown down. we got to see where we can get the most uh, distance on states in the Watford City parking lot. In fact, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to spend a half hour out in the parking lot taking pictures of photo license plates. <laughs> Wait a minute. Never mind. Security might kick me out if I do that. <laughs> Let's count them. Let's count how many different states. I think that would be a fun challenge because we get, a, we get people from all over the place and, and we just love it. You know what? I might just put up a, a, a couple cash prizes and, and create a bingo game and let the kids do it as another activity and just kind cool. of something. Well, we got to keep the kids busy. You know that. The bouncy castles right. and, hey, these kids <laughs> nowadays, it's a TikTok generation. Ten seconds, entertain me. Let's go. Oh, isn't that true? <laughs> well, thank I'm you much. And, and we'll, we'll probably connect before uh, the event, too, and, and get an update, a uh, shorter interview, but we'll uh, connect and get an update before the uh, the August 13th event, because we're almost, geez, we're only three weeks away. We're almost there. That is so true. It goes fast. 